With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, you can't kill the boogeyman. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, I got to hand it to Derek Scott, our studio producer tonight, pulling out the uh, Halloween-themed returns from commercials. And that obviously is in, from Halloween. And the music, this uh, movie trivia, probably a lot of you know that John Carpenter directed Halloween, and he also did the music, right? Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Fil- I believe for many of his films, he composed, his, uh, composed the music. So that was a little bit... That, that was from the original Halloween, 1977, 78? Whenever it was? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And now there's there, there was this Halloween movie that came out a few weeks ago, and I saw everybody saying it was terrible. I think Halloween ends. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah, like I saw some, had some friends posting about it. Apparently it was just an awful movie. Anyway. Well, see, I saw the one before, which I think it was Halloween Begins, and then it was Halloween Ends. This, so. uh, this, I think this trilogy was Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So this this pretty much tied the story up, and I don't think a lot of people like that. Right. So. And I'm sure they'll never make another Halloween movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is amazing how long these franchises last. Absolutely. And you can just always bring the villains back, right? Yep. Or that's why they're in, so scary. You can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of them, or you set, the, set it in an alternate timeline. Because yep. a lot of these, I think this Halloween movie ignores all the other Halloweens except for Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, and then they make this 3. So you can just say, no, 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 it's not a sequel to the last one. It's a sequel to the one from five movies ago. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. about this? The Sabres are leading the Red Wings 8-3 in the final minute of the game. Tage Thompson, hat trick. Shots are 46-17 for the Sabres. Dominant performance. They're doing okay. We saw them, uh, well, they went through Western Canada and won those games uh, early in the season. Capitals and Hurricanes 2-2 with about a minute and a half left. And late second period, boy, oh, boy, ever since the Blues lost to the Oilers, they have not been doing well. 5-1 for the Kings over the Blues late in the second period. 28 seconds left in the first half. Monday Night Football, it is Browns 8, Bengals nothing. 8-0. 8-0. Not a lot of scoring there. And uh, basketball tonight, fourth quarter, about three minutes in, Raptors 108, Hawks 90. I do not have a baseball score for you because the game was rained out. So game three tomorrow, Phillies and Astros. So for more on baseball, and who knows what else, because I always love having this guy on the show, former big league pitcher, pitched for the Montreal Expos. It is Mike Johnson checking in tonight. Mike, how are things, man? Good, Reed. How are you doing? I am doing very well. How is your Halloween evening? Are you giving out candy? I, th- I think we are. Yeah, you got a lot of kids coming by. Yeah, not too. Yeah, quite a few. I'm in tr- I'm on dog duty, trying to keep the dog quiet while my son's uh, filling up bags. <laughs> okay, so there you go. You got you got you got a platoon system going. <laughs> yeah, I'll try, I'll try to work a baseball term into it. <laughs> So there, there we go. Uh, do you like scary movies? Do you like horror? Uh, I used to. I don't really watch too many of them 
uh, nowadays. Right. Okay. Okay. Good to have you on the show. Uh, we, we were hoping to have you on like during about the fifth or sixth inning of the baseball game. <laughs> you could break down what was happening, but I got it got rained out. Now you were in the the major leagues, and you know baseball was such a big part of your life. Uh, when like, what's it like the the waiting for a player to hear? whether or not the game is going to be rained out. I mean, do you still try to prepare normally, or do you kind of look at the field and the weather yourself, and are you thinking, I don't know if this is going to go? Like, what would have the d- today been like for the Phillies and the Astros? Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, I think it was supposed to be, what, like a 6 o'clock or a 6.05 start or something like that. So, I mean, they're probably getting to the field around noon and doing all their pregame stuff and, and, and getting ready. And then, yeah, kind of playing that waiting game, it's probably better that they – that they canceled it or postponed it sooner than later. Because I think, wasn't it with the Yankees? Um, I think the Yankees were playing, was it the Astros? or It was earlier on in the playoffs, and they ended up starting the game at like 9 o'clock. And, oh, they kept delaying it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they kept delaying that game. And, it's yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where you kind of find things to kind of stay busy, but your mind – your mind can start playing tricks with you of whether or not like the game's going to go. If it's not like you kind of have a certain rhythm that, that you get into before the start of a game. And, and you kind of have that internal clock from when the bell goes off and when you're not quite sure when the bell is going to go off, your that internal clock kind of, kind of gets thrown off a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to put it. Right. And I know so many athletes have said, yes we're adaptable but we're also creatures of habit right like you, you do this 90 minutes before a first pitch 60 minutes before a first pitch or before face off or whatever right so that routine is important to these guys yeah no for sure especially that starting pitcher warming up where they have their routine going uh to get going uh stuff they do before their bullpen before they play catch and, and ultimately obviously to get ready for the game so were, did you ever, well, I'm sure you did at some point, whether it was in the majors or in another league, like, did, were you ever, uh, were you ever like pitching in a rainstorm or, or were you ever pitching on a field or on a mound where you were thinking to yourself, okay, this is getting almost unsafe out here? Uh, yeah, back in Baltimore, actually, we, we were throwing, I was throwing and started just pouring rain and, and they, uh, they pulled everybody off the field and I don't think I'd thrown too many pitches at that time, but, um, my pitching coach, Ray Miller, um, who, um, obviously pitching coach for a lot of, a lot of years in the big leagues, he kind of had a little system that I was not aware of at that time. And we had, we got tunnels underneath where every, whatever, like 15, 20 minutes, get on the mound, just throw like, almost like a mini little side just to kind of keep yourself going. And and I think the delay was probably about 40 minutes and I ended up going back out. But uh, but even that's that's difficult because kind of have the game juices going and then you're not sure if the game's going to go in and you kind of lose that adrenaline and sometimes it's tough to get it back. Yeah, well, because a lot of times they won't even put the starter back in, right, if there's a delay of any length. Yeah, and honestly, that's probably like part of the reason. One is obviously safety. You don't want them to sit for too long and then trying to ramp it back up. And you'd rather bring a fresh guy in that to, to either complete the inning or, or start the inning, depending on when it was canceled. And it's a little bit more into like that reliever's routine. And they obviously have enough time. Um, the grounds crew and umpires will give pitchers enough time to kind of get loose. But, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, for sure. 
the series is 1-1. The Astros had 5 nothing leads in both games. They couldn't hang on to it in the first game. Uh, I, I did the show from the Oil Kings game on Friday, so I, you know, I had it on the tube there at Rogers Place, and it's 5 nothing. and then I'm looking up, it's 5-2, and then all of a sudden the, the, the Phillies tied it. Um, and, and then I kind of wondered, okay, what's the, how does that affect the two teams mentally? Well, apparently the Astros were okay. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're such a great team. And I know it's 1-1 one, one of the next three games are in Philly. And I know the Phillies had a better, better record under this, you know, the Canadian manager, Rob Thompson and stuff. But I, I don't know, just for me as not as a knowledgeable observer as you are, but, but it seems to me the Astros are just, are just so good. Like, how, how do you look at this matchup? They are. I mean, they're they're a complete team from starting pitching, bullpen, closer, on the defensive side. They catch the ball and make routine plays. And then like, their lineup, like, um, there's not a lot of soft spots in that lineup. But I mean, for the Phillies, I always kind of you always kind of look at that one wild card team. And if I'm not mistaken, like in the last couple of years, like it's been a wild card team that's come through. And if you just get hot at the right time, like the Phillies did, you can challenge anybody. So I know the Phillies weren't a team that anybody expected to get in there, but it's just a matter of, like I said, everybody's kind of clicking. And I mean, I know they're up against a really good team and everybody probably expects the Astros to win, but I don't know. I'm thinking and also hoping that the Phillies give them a pretty good run here because they, they do have a good team. If anything, a little bit light on the bullpen side, but their starting pitchers are pretty solid. Their lineup's solid, and if they can catch the ball and make routine outs, then anybody's got a chance in this series. I'm wondering what you think, and I bring this up that I was a bit of a curmudgeon about it on the show last week. What do you think about the expanded playoff format? Because when we were lads, Mike Johnson, <laughs> four teams got in. You, yeah. you finished first in your division. You made the playoffs. Uh, now it's 12. Um, now maybe Philly is justifying it all because they've made the World Series. But but as you as a guy who played in that league and know about the day-to-day grind, what what do you think of the expanded playoff? Uh, I don't mind it. I, I, I like the three-game playoff and the wild-card series as opposed to just the one-and-done. Um, just because it, it, you lose the first game still gives you a chance as opposed to um, like I said, like that three-game series, I don't know. I, I like that a little bit better. As far as the expanded, I mean, it's it's a it's a grind for for guys, and I know a lot of people kind of argue, oh well, that wild card series goes if it goes three games, fine. Those guys then roll right into the next series, and um, as we kind of saw this year with the Braves who won 100 plus games, the Dodgers who won it seemed like 130 games. <laughs> They got bounced in their in their first round, and people will argue, well, is that because they had so much time off while the wildcard series was going on? That's that's up for debate. I mean, didn't seem to affect the Astros too much, who went undefeated for, through the first two rounds. But uh, that's something I think that, that's going to be argued. As far as I think more teams in there, it, it does make it more exciting. It's got more chance for guys to make the playoffs and experience that, and more chance for for fans, teams to get in and, and have a shot at the ultimate goal, which is winning the World Series. Yeah, well, and I do understand. I mean, maybe if you got one team running away with the division and you're 10 games out, 
your fans are going to lose interest around September 10th, but now there's there's other playoff spots that grab. So I, I do understand the, that side of it. Mike, I, I, maybe a fun one before I let you go. I've never asked you this specifically. I know you've told me stories about some of your games in, in, the, in the majors on and off air. Mm -hmm. uh, Philadelphia is a city. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you this. If you haven't heard of it, Bob Stoffer hates Philadelphia. <laughs> he just thinks the fans are terrible. Uh, I mean, you pitched in some of these big markets with the passion. I know you told me the story about how at Yankee Stadium, you knew you weren't getting any, getting any calls from the umps because I think you were up against David Cohn or something like that. But was there a, a fan base, though, you remember that you were just like, like, come on, like <laughs> maybe it was more on days you weren't pitching and you're in the dugout or the bullpen? <laughs> Uh, Philly, Philly was one of the one of the worst ones. Like they're they're passionate about their team and they'll do anything to try and get under your skin. And there's this one time we're in Philly, we're in the bullpen, and we're in old. I don't even know what it was called. Whether it was, I, it was the old stadium. They all kind of look the same. And uh, we're in the bullpen. It's tiny, and they had the second deck that was over, like kind of similar to what Rogers Center's bullpen is. And this kid was just relentless, about a 13-year-old kid, just like swearing at us and and trying to get under our skin. And finally, one of our guys stood up and yelled up to the kid, hey, is your dad there? Is your dad there? And finally, his dad peeks over. He's like, yeah, what do you want? He's like, get your kid to shut up or I'm going to come up and beat the bleep out of you. <laughs> he grabbed his kid and sat him back down. We never heard another word from him. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's amazing! They're, yeah, they're 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 relentless, and um, yeah, New York obviously, especially in the outfield and and the bleachers out there. Um, yeah, any of those old school old school teams that have been around and have that have that culture, and I mean their fans are all in, and like I said, it's it's their team, and you're the enemy coming in there. Boston's another one. Okay. Uh, you always got a good story or two, Mike. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, always love having you on the show. Uh, we'll keep talking, of course. I, I'm sure you're enjoying the hockey season. Roll. It was a fun time of year for you, World Series. Where they're doing well. So thanks for checking in tonight, man. I really appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Anytime, Reed. That is Mike Johnson, of course, uh, Edmonton native, pitched in the big leagues for Baltimore and uh, Montreal. Now does a great job coaching the next generation of uh, baseball players in Edmonton and area. So uh, there you go, getting heckled by a 13-year-old in Philadelphia. Back, <laughs> back when he played. That is a fun story. No World Series game tonight. Rained out, of course, so game three tomorrow. Halftime Monday night football. It is 11-0 Cleveland. 11-0 Cleveland leading Cincinnati. Uh, I talked to Darnell Nurse about some of the work he's doing with free play for kids. We'll get to that when we get back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's Johnny. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Yes, The Shining. Creepy stuff. Stanley Kubrick directed it. Great director. Jack Nicholson, one of his iconic roles. 
uh, Shelly Duvall playing Wendy. What was it the little boy's name was Tony? I can't remember. No, Tony was his. Uh, uh, Tony was the uh, imaginary friend he had, right? Oh, boy, I can't even remember. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, I think Tony was the uh, his imaginary friend. I'm checking the uh, cast right now. Yeah. Danny Lloyd as Danny Torrance. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think Tony was his imaginary friend. There's, there is some very creepy imagery in that film. Especially if you're afraid of twins and elevators. <laughs> Even to this day. Uh, leave it at that. <laughs> that's, and obviously that's the here's Johnny scene. That's when he's hacking through the bathroom. I think she was hiding in a bathroom and he hacks through it with the knife and then sticks his face in the opening of the door and says the here's Johnny line. That's a classic from The Shining. Thank you, Derek, for dropping those in of course. tonight. On a uh, much more positive and friendly note, uh, Darnell Nurse, defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, has been working with Free Play for Kids for the last couple of seasons. Uh, free Play for Kids benefited from an Oilers 50-50 draw earlier this year. Uh, I talked with Darnell about how we got involved with Free Play for Kids. Just over a year ago, I just wanted to find uh, an organization to work with that uh, you know shared a lot of the same beliefs I have, and you know obviously with with play and community, they've they've put together such a special program that helps so many uh, youth in uh, you know in our community. So it's uh, it was something that I, I felt really drawn to because it hit a lot of principles that I think I, I grew up uh, valuing, and it's uh, it's been fun to fun to be a part of it. Well, and you got the scholarship with your name on. As, as well, which uh, is obviously going to help a lot of kids over the next few years too. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's been <laughs> you want to find ways to, to help out and, and you know be a part of the community and you know free play does like you, you talk to people that run the organization and, and and help on a daily basis like they're in my mind they're superheroes of the community and they're they're people that sacrifice so much time so much effort to make sure that others uh, you know have the opportunity to experience things that uh, you know many of us do uh, with within our childhoods and others don't have the opportunity to so it's uh, it's been fun to be a part of and you know to, to be able to give back a little bit of a, a scholarship and and help some kids that are going to university uh, it's just seemed like a small thing that I could do to, to help out a, a great organization all right I understand you went and did some I don't know if it was guest coaching or guest mentorship what was it like working with some of the teams oh I was playing I was right in there okay. I was even uh, I, I was mentor player coach uh, GM all all, all uh, handles so it was uh, it was great to be a part of it and uh, we started uh, you know talking and you know during the pandemic when, when things were kind of on hold and you couldn't even go out and really be a part of part of the games a part of uh, you know the actual day to day and to be able to actually go and spend some time with the kids and uh, some of the mentors and leadership that they have it was uh, it was special and you know you get to go and spend an hour or two it, it makes uh, it, it you know, for me, it was one of the highlights of, of the year so far. What's the energy like when you get playing with those guys? Oh, they they got much more energy than uh, anyone in our room, I think. Uh, <laughs> if we could if we could just hone maybe you know 25 percent of the energy that I felt in that in that gymnasium, we'll, we'll be just fine all year. So it was uh, it was great, and it, it really showed like honestly, these kids were, were so close, and it shows the community uh, aspect of of the organization because you know it's uh, people of all different backgrounds uh, come from all different places and they, they come together and really mesh together and, and they do it through play, so it was really special. Does it, does it take you back at all to the 
energy you had when you were like a real little guy or if you're playing different sports besides hockey too? Yeah, 100%. It takes me back to when, uh, you know, I was growing up for sure. I grew up uh, you know, in Hamilton, a very, very diverse community and uh, was able to share a lot of great moments through sport with a lot of, uh, a lot of different friends and, and um, you know, it, it definitely brought me back to that. All right, this Oilers defenseman, Darrell Nurse, I was talking to him about his involvement with Free Play for Kids. Awesome organization. Tim Adams started it a few years ago. We've had Tim on the show a lot and continues to do good work here in Edmonton and uh, good for Darnell to be part of that. Nurse also uh, talked today about what he liked about the Oilers' road trip. They went 3-0. You know, you look at the St. Louis game and the Calgary game, we checked really well. Uh, we want that to be a staple of our game, not giving up too many chances and you know, capitalizing on the ones that we do get. Uh, and then in Chicago, we won the game. We found a way to win the game. Uh, that was a little bit of a different fashion, but uh, so those are good signs for us. I think, uh, you know, checking and, and keeping, you know, the puck out of our net is a, obviously an emphasis that we've been, uh, you know, talking about since the start of camp. So it was uh, good to see that for a couple of games. All right. Now they're back home for three games. Predators tomorrow night at Rogers Place. Face-off show on 6.30. Ched will start at 5.30. We got the play-by-play -play with Cam and Bob at 7. And, of course, Bob has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Two and a half minutes into the second half, 11-0. What a weird score. 11-0 Cleveland leading Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. The Raptors have uh, won. They just pull away in the second half, 139-109 over Atlanta. And in the NHL tonight, told you about that lopsided game in Buffalo. They do indeed win it 8-3 over the Detroit Red Wings. The Hurricanes get by the Capitals 3-2 in a shootout. And after two periods, Los Angeles leads St. Louis 5-1. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Derek Scott doing an awesome job as your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Hey, ration that candy, eh? Got to save some for the rest of the week.